Submitted for your approval. Submitted for your approval. Another dimension. So light for your approval. Another dimension. So light for your shadow. Another dimension. So light for your shadow. Another dimension. So light for your shadow. Another twilight zone. Submitted for your approval. The twilight zone. Submitted for your approval. The twilight zone. Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to a podcast, not only of sound, but also of mind. It's Time to Rewind is a podcast that takes a journey into a wondrous land of time loops, whose boundaries are that of our imagination. I'm your host, Bubba Wheat, and each episode, my guest and I explore these time loops one loop at a time. This stop is Trapped in the Twilight Zone, and this is the third stop at 2019's Season 1, Episode 3, Replay, starting at 8 minutes and 16 seconds, with a reversing montage and Nina becoming disoriented in the car and ending at 10 minutes and 8 seconds with Officer Lasky pointing a taser at Dorian before Nina presses the rewind button. Joining me today is no one. It'll just be me this time around as I go through this shorter loop. Getting right to it, this is the second rewind, so it's mostly set up to show Nina that she's actually going back in time and not just hallucinating it like she potentially could have been the first time. Uh, Earlier she was rewound, and it was only a few minutes, and they were still sitting in the same spots, and the only real difference was the ketchup stain, or technically the lack thereof. This time, they go from the confrontation between the cop all the way back to just the two of them driving in the car, so it's a lot more disorienting for Nina this time around. And while she's being disoriented, we get a repeat of Doran mentioning the bonus features of Dorian Goes to College HBCU edition, a detail that I decided to save for this loop uh, where less, a bit less is going on. And HBCU stands for Histori- Historically Black Colleges and Universities, which honestly, I, I think this shows a little bit of difference between Nina and her son Dorian, where we've gotten a hint that Nina is trying to escape her family, and by association, I, th- I think she's also trying to escape her heritage. While Dorian is a little bit different, he's trying to reconnect with his uncle, and he chooses a quote-unquote black college, as, as Officer Lasky puts it. The difference here is that whenever Dorian is doing this, he's making this choice to empower himself, while whenever Lasky says it, he says it in a very demeaning and othering way. Going back to Nina's disorientation, she's shaken enough that she asked Dorian to stop the car, and I I think it's a little odd because we see the car stop via an overhead shot, and and it looks like it pretty much stops right there in the middle of an intersection, or at least it's uh, it's in the middle of like a small side road or or potentially even a driveway, but I I think it looks more like a, a, a small side road to me. And then whenever Lasky stops, this is no question at this point that he is a full-on villain where he's more interested in pointing out that they're breaking the law rather than showing any sort of care for Nina's well-being. And once again, he uses this very condescending language to further put himself in a position of power over them where he's using the the, the long words 
and uh, you know referencing the the state code, uh, even though he doesn't quite go so far as to give an exact state code that they're breaking. He just mentions that their tire is still technically in the free in the uh, interstate. Um, but I uh, I was surprised that he doesn't actually mention them blocking that side road and instead he does just mention that they still have a couple tires still technically on the interstate and they haven't fully pulled out pulled off the road and we also get this first bit of escalation that this is the second time that they have interacted with Lasky and the first loop he was merely giving them a ticket and then he just started to get physical whenever he saw the camcorder recording his actions, where he was trying to reach into the car to grab the camcorder. And this time around, he almost immediately pulls out his taser whenever Dorian yells at him. And though Nina presses rewind before any violence happen, it's, it will continue to escalate even further across the next two loops. Uh, I'm, well, technically three loops, since the next loop we do get a little extra re rewind before Lasky arrives. And then before I finish this loop, I did just want to talk a little bit about what I found about the camcorder itself. I've mentioned some of the labels on it, like the Diesel Appropriataire, which is a reference to a most unusual camera, and there's also a Hi8 label on it. And this Hi8 is actually a real type of camcorder, and it was developed by Sony using 8mm cassettes. And it was introduced in the early 90s with 400 lines of resolution. And this was still an analog cassette rather than uh, a digital recording. And it does seem like most of the Sony Hi8 camcorders do look very similar to this in size and shape. But the one big difference is that they don't have the big bulky buttons on the top. And and those buttons, are they're more reminiscent of earlier types of camcorders. But I feel like that they were purposefully added by the, the props team just to give this this big visual something that, that you can zoom in on. And we get the, the classic two arrows for rewind and fast forward and the, the big square for the stop, even though we don't actually see the record because that the record button is at the very end. And uh, typically the, you know, the stop and the rewind and fast forward are in the middle section. And then the last label that's on the camcorder that's, that we can see is Whipple, which that's put like a, a brand name rather than Sony. And this is yet another classic Twilight Zone reference. And it's also the episode that I'm going to briefly discuss today. And this episode is from season five, which I, I mistakenly mentioned it in the last episode where I was talking about I shot an arrow into the air. That episode was actually from season one, and I was thinking of this episode, which is the Brain Center at Whipples, as the one from season five, specifically episode 33 in that season. 
It takes place in the near future and it follows Wallace Whipple, who owns a manufacturing company that he wants to make more profitable by bringing in machines that will do the work of over 100 men and will last years with only minimal maintenance. Long story short, he ends up replacing the entire staff with these machines until he's all alone with a single repairman who quits on him out of principle. There's a couple bits in the middle where one of the fired workers becomes disgruntled and tries to destroy the computer only to get shot and killed by the security. And then we also have this longtime, uh, more mid-level manager who gets fired in a more friendly way because he's someone who had worked directly with Whipple uh, in, throughout the course of the company, but he refuses any sort of severance package because he doesn't believe in the this type of morality of just uh, firing the all these workers with no regard for their future and their well-being. And then, of course, we get in a relatively unsurprising twist ending where ultimately Whipple himself gets fired and he has a complete change of heart. We see him come into the bar with that same mid-level manager that he was friendly with. And he is complaining about, you know, how it's awful that they that they would let a man go like that. And, you know, completely oblivious of the fact that he literally just did the exact same thing to hundreds of his workers earlier. And then we get the the twist ending where it cuts back to the manufacturing company with all the with all the machines and computers. And we find that Whipple himself was replaced by the 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 famous Robbie the Robot from that was originally from Lost in Space, I believe, or or Forbidden Planet and uh, made an appearance in several different Twilight Zone episodes. I think overall it's a, it's a fun episode and it does have a still relevant message about corporate greed and the value of workers, but it's told at such a breakneck and straightforward pace that it's it becomes a little bit on the silly side from today's standards, and, and I don't think it really holds up like some of the, the more classic episodes do, despite the fact that it the message of the episode as a whole is still relevant today. But that's about it uh, for today's episode. I'd like to thank you for listening, and hopefully this wasn't too bad listening to me to talk without a guest, just uh, me and you, dear listener. Uh, but as always, I am Bubba Wheat, and you can find me at flightstightsandmovienights.com. You can find me on Twitter at Bubba Wheat. And you can find this show, It's Time to Rewind, on Anchor.fm, as well as anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. And we also have a Facebook group, It's Time to Rewind, a time loop group, where you can join and discuss episodes as they come out, or talk about uh, time loop episodes in general. I just recently shared the fact that I was on an episode of From Inner Space, or From Inner Time, it's a Doctor Who podcast where I discussed the recent New Year's Eve special, The Eve of the Daleks, which was also my first Doctor Who episode. Uh, so you can see that if you, if you check out our Facebook group. But until next time, I will still be right here, trapped in the Twilight Zone.
Submitted for your approval. Submitted for your approval. Another dimension. Light for your approval. Another dimension. Light for your shadow. Another dimension. Light for your shadow. Another dimension. Self. Light for your shadow. Another twilight zone. Submitted for your approval. The twilight zone. Submitted for your approval. The twilight zone. And I will address your situation once you've complied with my demand to reposition your vehicle.